Good morning, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you for booking your flight through Study Abroad Airlines. My name is Brittany, and I will be your Study Abroad Advisor. Your phone should be set on podcast mode. Please sit back and enjoy your flight. Hi, everybody. Welcome to Stan State Study Abroad podcast titled Warriors Abroad. My name is Sandra Luna, and I am Stan State Study Abroad Ambassador on campus. For any questions, you can reach me at study underscore abroad at csustan.edu. So as you guys know, in every podcast, we will be covering various topics related to study abroad. This month's topic is language barriers. Brittany, the Director of Study Abroad, and I chose this topic for our first podcast because students are always concerned about going to a country where people don't speak English. And we know it can be really intimidating. So today we have two guest speakers who came to talk about this topic. So I'll let you guys introduce yourself and you guys can just mention your name and where you studied abroad and when you studied abroad. Okay, so hi, I'm Sarai um, and I studied abroad in Guangzhou, South Korea in the fall of 2019. And I'm uh, Seth, I studied in Oslo, Norway in the fall of 2018. And I myself stayed abroad in San Sebastian, Spain during the spring of 2017. So I can also kind of speak on this matter. And we have a series of seven questions to present to you guys and get your input so we can just begin. The very first question is, did you previously know the language of your host country? I didn't. When I decided to study abroad there, I tried, I heard that Korean was a very easy language to learn the alphabet for. So I learned that, but like going into it, the most I knew was like, hello or thank you, which is like really helpful. But other than that, I had no idea what was being told to me or how to say left or right or any of that stuff. Yeah, kind of same. I, I did like probably a month of Duolingo um <laughs> for Norwegian I but when I got there I knew how to say like I love strawberries and thank you and, you know I it's just some useless stuff that and then when I actually heard people speaking Norwegian I I actually had no idea what they were saying I could read like a couple signs especially like like maybe restaurant menus like I could tell if they had strawberries or if they had like oranges I just knew fruits basically <laughs> um <laughs> but yeah I tr- I tried to learn um, but I was kind of, I ended up being kind of lazy. So I knew a little bit, but not that much. Same. I mostly knew foods, especially when I go into my first time going into a restaurant, I looked at the menu. I was like, oh, thank goodness. I can understand what the food says. But when they were, the lady came and asked us in Korean, like, what do you guys want to eat? I was like, mm, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. For me, in, since I went to Spain, they did speak Spanish, and that's all I was ca- counting on. I had no idea what the Basque country was, so I had no idea what Basque language was. And when I would get there, some people would speak to you in Spanish, some people would speak to you in Basque. But all the signs were in Basque, everything else was in Basque, so I had I was very lost. And I would just try to get by on Spanish, but I definitely was also like, I was not expecting them to speak Basque at all, I had no idea. It's totally different than Spanish. It's it's an older language. It's one of the oldest languages in Europe and it has no collect connection to like Roman languages. So it doesn't sound like English or anything. And if you if you hear it, it, it almost sounds kind of like Japanese. Like to say hello, you say kaisho, which 
which is like nothing I would have expected from Europe. So I've, I've learned, like, I learned hello, goodbye. Um, but those things were something that I learned there because I did not know any of that. Um, so it was definitely kind of scary. Um, but it's a good thing you guys learned something. Um, the next question does say, did you prepare in any way prior to your arrival by taking a language class or self-taught? I know, Seth, you mentioned you did Duolingo, which is helpful. Yeah, a little bit. I just, I knew how to like, when someone, like when someone like cashier helped me out, I'd say like talk, it was just thank you. Uh, or Tucson talk, which technically is thank you a thousand, but it's just thank you very much. Um, so at least I knew that, but otherwise, I mean, I wish it, would help, it had helped me out a little bit more, but it didn't, I mean, fruits don't really help you out. out while much. you were already there, maybe? When I was there, there are only a, a few things that like are repeated. Like I knew poste, which was bag, because at every every store they would ask you if you wanted a bag. It's poste, like <laughs> night talk, and then that's it. So there's uh just those repeated, you know, little things. I knew that, and I didn't have to prepare for that. But they're so good at switching to English in Norway. Sometimes when they at the beginning when they would say poste and they would ask me for a bag. I'm like, because I, I didn't know what it meant. I'm like, sorry, I don't speak Norwegian. They're like, oh, do you want a bag? And it was like almost American accent. It was weird. Uh, so it was. That's it for students to know if they're nervous about like going somewhere where they mm-hmm. they wouldn't speak English, but to know that they speak perfect English in Norway. Mm-hmm. Yeah, my my uh, experience was a lot different than yours. I think in that regard. <laughs> Yeah, did either of you take any any like actual class? I know uh, on campus we don't really have many different languages, but a, a lot of people have studied abroad have taken classes like outside. I I would be hard pressed to find somewhere that taught Norwegian. I mean, <laughs> even in Europe, uh, like my Belgian friend uh, and my Canadian friends and stuff like that, they were like trying to learn it, but at, like towards the end they stopped because they're like, I'm never gonna use this ever. Because nobody outside of, I mean, Norwegian speaks Swedish and sometimes Danish and English, but that's like in Norway. Once you get out of that, they, nobody speaks Norwegian. So I, even if I tried, I don't even know where I'd find one. Yeah, I was going to say, I didn't learn any before coming, but like when I was in Korea, I took a language class, which helped like a billion times over. But what sucked was that the lessons that I needed, they were kind of like towards the end of the semester. So like when I got lost in Seoul, they the week after we came back, they started teaching us how to ask for directions. And I was so mad. I was like, oh, I needed this (laughs) when I was lost in the streets of Seoul, like at 1 a.m. We were locked out of our Airbnb. And I was just like, how do you how do you communicate to someone that we are locked out? (laughs) Yeah. So I guess it's, it's good to say. For anybody going to a new country, just learn the basics of everything. I always learn the word bathroom wherever I go somewhere. Bathroom. <laughs> yeah, that one's an important one. Um, thank you. Hello. Just like the basics. But I guess, yeah, like directions is a good one just in case. But yeah, I think that's a good thing to note from your guys' experience to maybe learn a couple words before you go. And the next question was, what was your experience on your first day on your own if you can kind of go back and remember that i do remember mine yeah uh, i had a um i stayed at a student housing called son 
S-O-G-N. And I figured, because when we got on the Metro, you know, the they, they have obviously like station names. And at the end, there were two. There was Kringshaw, which was another student housing. And then there was Sonsvan. And I was like, Sonsvan, Son, like that's my student housing. And I knew Kringshaw was a different, it was another student housing. So like, oh, it's like they're right next to each other. So we went, it was at the very end of the, of the rail and we got there, me and uh, my Australian, my new Australian friend who I had met and we got to Sonsvan, but Sonsvan means Sons Lake or like Sons Water. So we got off of a metro in just like the woods with our, like just stupid amount of suitcases and we're like going down this like super rickety we're like where is the student housing and uh <laughs> it was so good but there was this like super nice guy um he was like riding his bike and he rode past us and like looking at us all weird understandably because we're like barely hauling all of our suitcases and he like turns around he's like do you guys need help and then uh in english because obviously we were we, we look like tourists uh and then so he redirected us. So we had to get back on Metro and go back to like a stadium and then walk our way. But yeah, that was a pretty embarrassing <laughs> beginning, but it was pretty funny. Was it because you didn't get the name right? Yeah, because I figured Son's fun and then Son. I just looked for that similarity. I was like, oh, uh, it must be. Like, must be the same place. Yeah, but it's there's a difference between Son Student B, which is like Son Student Village, and Son's fun, which is sounds yeah. water or sounds lake yeah i've actually heard of students doing that in san sebastian also because the the apartment that i happen to live in is on calle nani and uh i heard that a previous years many students have just gotten into a taxi and they just tell their cab driver take me to nani which is also the name of a city like 45 minutes away oh. so the cab driver will be like okay and he'll take him to a whole new city and this is our first day there right because you just you just got off the airport and then students get dropped off and then they're like where are we now you know and yeah and they've had to call like what you sack and then they'll be like no you're like an hour or something away and yeah things things sometimes happen <laughs> for me the only thing I can remember was the first time I own it wasn't like a super like amazing or crazy experience or anything it was just that we got there and it was a bunch of American students and um nobody spoke Spanish except for me and um one or two other girls and even then I I technically spoke at the best and um we were at a hotel and it rains a lot in San Sebastian so it was pouring rain and um and I I've have this story where I brought my California umbrella which is just like a thin like almost like a sun umbrella and the second I stepped out of the hotel, my umbrella like flew backwards. And like, you know, when it flips upside down. So I, I had no umbrella and I, we wanted to walk around the city. And so everybody was like, well, I guess we're just gonna go, you know, walk in the rain. And um, I basically was the only person who can go talk to somebody. And I asked, you know, we, when we got there, it was around, um, I think it's like 12 to one, which in uh, San Sebastian, they do have that siesta time which is a time mid during the midday where people go home for like an hour or two to go have lunch with their family. So everything was closed. And so these students were just walking in the rain and I went and I asked somebody and I said, is there any store that is open and can you tell me how to get there? And they said, yes, there is one store here open nearby. 
and we went and we bought an umbrella. And I know that's like a really random thing, but it, it was really helpful <laughs> to communicate with someone um, because everybody was just walking in the rain with their, their hoods on. And I was the only one that was like, I found a store, let's go. And it's not that far. Um, so yeah, that's like one memorable story from my first day that I remember. I was really glad that I was able to find somebody who spoke Spanish and I was able to communicate with them. But that that's my <laughs> my one memory of that. I would scream if my umbrella like turned in a foreign country because I'm super like shy. Like I'm very, very oh, like I was so if that happened, I would have jumped back on the plane. I would have been like, no, I'm sorry, y'all had to say I was that. So <laughs> but the the uh, downstairs in the where I walked out, there's a restaurant on the front right side of the um of the hotel. And so when I walked out and took a right and the umbrella flew, and people laughed inside. <laughs> I, was just, I was just standing there holding it because I was like, do I let it go? And I, I just let it go. And I was like, I'm just not going to look, you know, where they're laughing. But I knew they were laughing. But yeah, yeah it was very worse. embarrassing. <laughs> but it's okay. I feel like, honestly, I was like, I learned my lesson. And after that, I bought a really good umbrella from just some, the random store that they pointed me at. And after that, like, it never happened. And so I was actually glad that that happened my first day. Like, the first minute I stepped out into, you know, on my own in San Sebastian, because after that, I had a good umbrella. <laughs> and it rained all the way through April. So I was set, you know? And I was like, that's never going to happen to me again. You're not going to catch me like that again. Actually, that reminds me, my sick <laughs> when classes started, I had a similar experience, the rain in Korea, it, I don't know that I guess that day was super humid. And I didn't know I brought those little thin jackets, like those cute ones, like from Ross. <laughs> I was like, I'm set. Everyone's walking with umbrellas. I'm like, well, I have my cute jacket. And as I was walking out, I was soaked. I was sweating. But at the same time, I was like completely soaked. And I was so embarrassed. I skipped class on my first day. I was like, I'm going back to my dorm. I'm not coming out anymore. <laughs> yeah, yeah, things happen. I bought an umbrella too. Good. <laughs> So the next question just says, how did you communicate without knowing the language? Did you use like charades or like keywords? How would you describe it? Uh, I, well, I never had to in Norway because I speak such good English. But when we went to Russia, uh, we took this, we took this huge, uh, it was like a student opportunity. We took this huge cruise ship basically to, from Stockholm to Helsinki in Finland and then to St. Petersburg in Russia for like four days and then to back down to Estonia then back to Stockholm it was one of the best times of my life but when we were in Russia they really don't know English which is understandable so like I think the first instance was in the liquor store but then the rest were like in grocery stores and stuff like that where we would just like ask questions because we didn't know how to even start and then the guy behind the um, <clears throat> behind the counter, just like he was looking at us just so blank, like he had no idea. And then he just pulled out his phone and put on Google Translate and handed us his phone. <laughs> and he's like, just ask, ask me what I want or what you want. And then so that's what we had to do everywhere. Like we went into grocery stores with Google Translate ready <laughs> to be like, how much is this? Or, you know, uh, and I think we I, when I went to Budapest in Hungary, uh, that we we did the same thing we we had we always had google translate handy which for actually understanding a language it's not you know it's not the best it's like computerized but like for those instant like for those quick little things it's it's actually very helpful that's good to know <laughs> but what about you Sarai? 
Um, mostly charades, like, is, is there charades? Like, I was pointing, I remember my friends and I went to this, um, we were just kind of, our way of, like, exploring was getting lost in the city, and then choosing a random chicken place, because Korean chicken is bomb, and we would just go in, and this lady, because we didn't know how to order, like, we didn't know what the menu item was, she took out a ruler, like, this huge, huge ruler, and she started pointing at him, and she's like, this one? <laughs> this one? I was like, oh, I'm so sorry. <laughs> And, sorry, and we're just like you know what this one and this one let's hope it's good and it was yeah. like most of our experience was just like going around and like pointing and the same thing sf we used the this um app called papago which supposedly was more accurate when using korean and we would just like turn it on and be like can you help us and it we would just read it off of there i remember something uh like that happening when i was in russia we were at like this I guess pancake restaurant. I don't even know what it was. Uh, it was, yeah, it was like pancakes, but they were like filled with stuff, just different. Like I don't even know what they're properly called. But um, like even while I was eating them, I didn't know what they were called. But uh, my friend PJ, he's Belgian. When his order came, he wanted a Fanta, and then he he was like pointing at the drink machine like Fanta, and it was like probably like sixth or seventh in the row and the guy behind the counter like pointed at each one like this one this one <laughs> this one <laughs> he's like he's getting so mad uh I, I remember and then to top that off pj totally did not get what he ordered he got like a completely different pancake <laughs> for me it was a pointing game all the time whenever we went to country we didn't know um, I remember going to France and like in, in Paris, most people do kind of speak English, but I went to the south of France, just a random tiny town that's like 20 minutes from Spain. And it, as soon as we got there, I thought people would still speak Spanish or something, but no, they don't, even though it's right over the border. And I remember we just wanted a baguette and we were, the lady had a whole thing of bread behind her. And there was the same thing. She was like, do you want this? Like just pointing move on to next one this and we we're like yes that one and then she'd be like she'd point you know one finger for one or two and we'd be like no we just want one <laughs> so it was a lot of pointing game and just charades until we got what we wanted and yeah that's kind of how we would <laughs> get through uh, i just want to say like in korean like as the days passed like it got easier to like when we learned how to use the numbers i was able to be like oh i want one of this please like I was able to do it, but like when we traveled to Japan, I felt like I missed Korea while I was there because I was just like the language is completely different. And I remember the I didn't get to eat any Japanese food. We but all we had was McDonald's. <laughs> all we had was McDonald's. And when I was in there, it was the same thing. I was just looking at the menu, and be, I guess they have a lot of I don't know if it's because they have a lot of foreigners, but the lady saw me. She took out this big mat and had it in English, like with little pictures. She's like, "Which one?" I was like, "Oh wow." Yeah, McDonald's are like refuges for like uh, students studying abroad. I think they're underrated because like they do have different menus than. Here. I love going to they McDonald's. Do. Every everywhere, yeah. I had this when I went yeah. to the Netherlands. I had like a Mick croquette, and it had like it was it was kind of nasty. It had like horseradish. I didn't expect it, but <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, a lot of the time they do have like the English menus. That's really, yeah, that's really convenient. Um, the next question just says, did you take a language course while you were there? And I know study, you, you said you did. Do you want to speak more on it? Yes, I took it and I would 
really highly recommended. Um, ours was a little strict, so it was a really intensive course. And they said that you can't miss more than I think one class, one or two classes, or else you fail the whole course. So it really, but it was like, it felt like you were like almost like in a kindergarten class. Like my teacher had like colorful letters and she would be like, okay, class, this is a, but it was just like really, really fun. And she made learning fun. And it not it like supplemented what we kind of had already learned like back home, at least for other students. And if you didn't know anything, it was okay because they were teaching at a really easy pace. And I was able to incorporate that into like when I was with my host family, I would kind of show off like I learned this in my language class. And they're like, oh, wow, you can, you know what you're saying. So you would say that learning Korean enhanced your study abroad experience? Yeah. I actually had a question for Sadie real quick. Was the instruction in English or was it in Korean? It was in English, but in some English. people, I think, got, um, I guess they like overshot how much they knew because I think some classes when they took an advanced one, it was like all in Korean. Like some classes, they they went in and they were speaking only Korean and I don't know how they did it because they kept those classes. Yeah, I had, I almost took um, an intro to Norwegian class, but it wasn't especially once i found out that it really wasn't necessary i was glad that i didn't but i took like the minimum amount of units i could because i wanted to spend a lot of time outside of classes and it actually worked out because i took classes every single day but they work on like a different hour system so like some of my friends were taking classes like once or twice a week and then the class the lectures would end in like december but all of my lectures ended, I think my last one was like October 3rd. And then oh. so I had all of October and all of November and all of December to just kind of travel and do what I wanted. And so I'm glad I didn't take the intro Norwegian time. class. Yeah, I had a lot of free time. It was fun. So lucky. Okay. Yeah. So then the next question basically just says, would you recommend going to a country where you don't speak the language? Um, I think they should. Honestly, um, the amount of help you get when you're in a country or studying abroad in a country where you don't speak the language is a lot. Like, um, even if you're out and about by yourself, like without like a, a school official or anything, it's still an experience because I don't, I don't even know how to explain it. Like, it's not as hard as... Um, you might think because I was super scared of going like I said I'm super super shy so like the thought of like not knowing the language but then I think about my parents like when they came to the country they didn't know any English only only Spanish and I'm just like I could if they could do it I could do it like I got this and it was pretty it was hard at times but it's not as bad as you really think so I would say go for it I think not knowing the language is maybe part of the fun because you get to, mm -hmm. like, that's part of the way that you can really immerse yourself in the culture. Because for me, for example, even though they did speak some Spanish when I was learning Basque, it was, it's so nice to see, like, whenever I would say just, like, thank you or goodbye. Or even when I would email my teachers and I would say, like, you know, thank you in, in um, Basque, like, they would be so happy and they would be so much nicer <laughs> to you. And um, even just when you would be at the store and I would, uh, you know, it's like very clearly that I was like American, but 
or like, you know, just a tourist. And then you would say, oh, well, you know, just to say thank you. And they would be like, you're welcome. Like their whole, um, their whole attitude changes towards you. So I definitely would recommend that students, you know, be open to going to places where they don't necessarily speak English um, because you'll find a way to communicate and you'll still have like a really fun time. Yeah, um, I kind of wish I had that experience. I mean, I, I, I came back from Norway knowing more, having learned more Spanish than Norwegian. What? I, <laughs> yeah, because I, I had three, because all of my, I had like one Norwegian friend and like one or two American friends. The rest were Dutch and Spanish and Belgian and Italian. They were like from all over the place. Um, because there's a thousand international students per semester that I go. That's something I wish I had known because that made it a lot easier. But three of my closest friends are Spanish and they would, because I knew just a little from here, it was fun to play around with it and I teach them some English and they would teach me some Spanish. Um, and it's like Spain Spanish rather than, you know, uh, Latin Spanish. So yeah, I actually, I actually came back with more Spanish than I did in Norwegian. But yeah, that's definitely an interesting experience. Um, so the last question, it's really, it's just um, a more of, you can just go off and tell us whatever you want. The question just says, what are your most memorable language mishaps? And it could be funny stories or um, like awkward situations or that you kind of laugh at now, if you have any to share. Mm, I guess one of them was, I remember talking about this at the forum. I don't know how but I got lost almost every single time I went out when I would read like the bus signs I I would tell my friends guys I'm confident I know what this says I know what where we're gonna get off and we somehow end up on the other side of the city and I'd be almost crying and be like I am so sorry I will pay for your bus fares to go back because the um it's kind of like how you guys are saying that um it says one thing like a lot of them I don't what was it it was like gori and, it, and I think it was like at the end of each um, word, it was like crossway. But then I, w- I read it wrong and it was like something else. And I was like, oh, I'm so sorry. We ended up on the other side of the city or we ended up, what was it? Oh, I ended up getting lost on the bus itself. Like they turn around and they're like, guys, I think we're on the wrong bus. And I was like, well, it's too late. The bus was already taking me like half across the city. And I was like, <laughs> yeah, I'm so sorry. That situation of just reading the bus wrong, it that could happen to anybody. Because when I was in London, they speak English in England. Um, we were trying to take the tube to Abbey Road. And if you look at the tube map, one stop says Abbey Road. So we paid like $10 just to get there. And we get off and we're in this random town also, like just a random little, like almost like cottage town, you know, really outside of London. And we were like, where the heck is the Beatles? Like, you know, where are they? Yeah. And it's funny that they actually have a sign right when you get off on the exit that says, if you're looking for Abbey Road, the street where, you know, the Beatles had their, their um, recording studio, you actually have to go to this other stop that does not have the name Abbey Road. <laughs> and I was like, how did we mess? So we actually, that took like two hours out of our day, getting there and getting back. That's how much we messed up. 
So that's why I feel like it's like these are just kind of like travel mishaps that I wouldn't necessarily say that language affects you so much because this really could happen to any tourist. So I think it's it's yeah. good to mention that that these are just like tourist issues. Um, so don't be afraid if like you know like don't get mad at yourself if you think like you read it wrong or you didn't know the language or whatever because this happened to me in an English speaking country. <laughs> so this could happen to you anywhere. Yeah, because I remember, like, it, I felt like it was more, I for me, I, I thought it was language, because, like, obviously not being able to read it, but at the same time, when we would try to, like, ask for directions, I remember my friend went into, like, a 7-Eleven, and she went asked for directions, and I could see him outside talking for a while, and when she came out, I was like, so what did he say? He's like, I don't know. I was like, oh, you yeah. listen to this mom talking, you don't know what he's saying? She's like, no. Yeah. I was like, They're just oh. the city. Yeah, it's, it's just that you were in a really big city, and it's something we're not used to, you know, like, yeah. You're in series Modesto Trilof. We only have one freeway, north and south. <laughs> so that's something that I think of. Like when you get over there, it's just like travel mishaps because it's yeah, a true place. Um, but Seth, do you have any funny, memorable language mishaps? I, I wouldn't say funny, but I did have my scariest thing with Norwegian was that I had to write part of an essay in Norwegian. I think it was ended up being like a ten. 12 page paper and then he was like so you have to it was uh you have to write like an abstract and then you know everything else but you have to write one abstract in english and one abstract in norwegian and i like i told you i only had like one norwegian friend and he lived farther away and i procrastinated a little bit so that was, that was my bad. but i also had a norwegian roommate and uh but we had a group chat I had I had a I had a flat of seven different seven girls, and they were all different cultures. And of course, that when I needed like help with this essay, the Norwegian one was off on vacation, so I was like, "Oh, nice! Like I have a Dutch one, I have an American one, I have a German one, but I don't have a Norwegian one." Uh, but it was super lucky because my uh, Helena, my German flatmate was i guess like studying norwegian so i was like ooh, like maybe and so she's like yeah like I'll, she was super nice she's like yeah i'll help you and then i sent her the essay and then like within a couple minutes she's like oh i can't do that i don't know norwegian that well i was like no oh. <laughs> uh i was i was like oh what am i gonna do so i sat there for like an hour probably taking my english abstract putting it into google translate taking what was in Google Translate, putting it back into English Google Translate to see if it made sense. It didn't at all. So then like I had to just go back and forth and back and forth and making this Google Translate abstract that probably still wasn't right. <laughs> I, I In that case, I wish I had made more Norwegian friends so that they could have helped me with my paper. But uh, yeah, it's not quite funny, but it was scary because I was like, I, I don't even that's, know how to that's speak. That's a language mishap. Right. Yeah. yeah. No, that's, that's good to know, which, I mean, it's a language mishap, so it's good to mention. I do, I have, I have two stories. I have a awkward, cringy story that um, Brittany has encouraged me to tell, and I have a funny story. So I have one that I, I was, I was so mortified. Um, so, I mean, you know, like I said, they, they speak Spanish there, but it, it's very different than Mexican Spanish that I'm used to here. So something that I would maybe say to my friends here, it's like no big deal. I wouldn't even raise any red flags. But um, when I was uh, in Spain, um, I would walk like 
30 minutes to school every day, 30, 35, which is a long walk. And then once we get to the building, it was a three flight uh, walk to my classroom. And one time it was, it was like maybe the first few weeks, maybe before the first month even. And um, I got to my class and I was the first one there and I spoke to my teacher and I told her, like, I was like sweating, you know, because it was a really long walk. And I just told her in Spanish, I said, um, it's really hot, you know, or I'm really hot. And I took off my jacket. But in Spanish, the translation of I'm really hot is actually like a sexual thing. And <laughs> yes, and she told me, she looked at me and she was just like, don't say that to other people. And I was like, no. and she told me, well, she, she explained to me very nicely, which I'm so thankful um, and she said that is uh, that is uh, uh, like a sexual reference, and I was so mortified. But I was also again like kind of like the umbrella story. Like I was so glad that it happened in front of her, and she told me and corrected me before I went around telling people something that I wasn't trying to say. So that's that's my my cringe story. That I am always so mortified. But yeah, that's my my awkward cringe story. But then I do also have a funny story to share um it was something that happened with my really good friend summer her and i were like super close and at some point we went to france together and we just did like a little trip and she bought what what i thought was um like little fancy cheese and we bought it in a whole tray so it was like good sized cheese and we would always get a baguette and we had this cafe that we would always have lunch in between classes and so one day she just, the, you know, that week we came back, she brought it out. And so we were at the cafe and we were eating our baguette with what I thought was just cheese. And we ate the whole thing, which is still really bad, <laughs> but we ate the whole thing. And then at the end, I was just like, you know, like, thank you. That was really good uh, cheese. And then she said, oh, that was butter. We ate a whole thing of butter because, oh. just went, because we couldn't read it because we bought it in France. <laughs> And so I had no idea, you know, because the same way we just put up the baguette, like, I think she just bought it. And I thought, I just assumed it was cheese because it looked like cheese and I couldn't read the container, but it was butter. So Did it taste like butter? Like, it, it tasted just different. I just thought it was like fancy, <laughs> fancy, like French cheese and it was butter. So I, I just remember her face turning around and she said, I'm sorry, like, that's butter. And I was like, oh my God, we just ate the whole thing of butter. So I always tell that story to students to hopefully like get them to like laugh and to also get them comfortable with like, like you're going to be in really weird situations and just like, you're going to be like, oh my God, mortified. I can't believe I just ate a whole thing of butter. But it's cool, <laughs> just like funny, like you're going to be okay. Mm -hmm. you know, it's, nothing's a, as big of a deal as it really is. And it'll just be a funny story later on. Like you got lost in the bus, but now you're like, well, you saw a lot of places, right? Like traveling through the city. No, I would immediately like go back. But I do remember that brought to my, uh, it reminded me when you said like, I'm glad I made that mistake in front of her. I remember I made so many mistakes in front of my Korean teacher. And one time I looked at her and I, I thought, I said in Korean, like, I know how to speak Korean um, and she's like oh really and I'm like yeah I and I I thought I told her I go to my house to sleep but I think I told her sleep bed me go and she looked at me like Sarai go study and I was like oh <laughs> <laughs> I wanted to scream because my friends were like laughing at me and I'm like what and they're like you said it completely wrong and my professor was like Sarai go study I was like oh, you're right <laughs> 
<laughs> I really wanted yeah. to show off though because I I liked her so much I'm just like look I'm learning I just did it completely wrong yeah that's okay but you know you learn from your mistakes and you know now you know I still so- don't remember how to say it <laughs> she was really yell at me well, those were our seven questions if you guys um this is just if you guys have any last remarks you guys can totally speak on any you know anything that you want to say last minute Mm. Seth, you want to go first? Uh, I mean, I guess I can go back to that one question. Like, it is comfortable to go to a country where, like, you like they they speak really good English. Because, like, I was never stressed out, and even in like the metro, like it would say if it if the name was of like the station was obviously Norwegian they would try to do like the English equivalent or like they if they said Norwegian like find the gap then they would repeat it in English like, that's how easy it was for me I did not need to know like a lick of Norwegian but I will say I kind of wish I had more language mishaps I think that's part of the, the part of the experience I'm a little jealous of you guys even though yeah. they might, might have been embarrassing they're cool stories <laughs> so that's what that's what I'll say is it's comfortable but also it kind of makes you wish you had more mishaps yeah um I like to say that um to not be scared of going out to a country where you do not speak the language some of the best friends that I made was through Papago or the equivalent of Google Translate I would always go into the, this arcade every single Friday with my friends and when we'd show up we'd be like hey they'd probably be like oh the loud Americans are back but we'd have our little app and through that I was able to communicate with them and we created a friendship like at the end when we left we were like we're leaving like we actually cried and we're like hugging like that was like a really great friendship and it wouldn't have been made if like we didn't use like that translate but like we didn't let a language barrier stop us from making friends with one another like there's like friendships out there like just because you don't speak the same language like they're gonna happen so like you should take that opportunity to like go abroad and see what like what's in store for you all right well that's um basically what we have today um so thank you Sarai and Seth for joining us and telling us about your experience I hope listeners who are either planning to study abroad or who just love to travel learn something today and are inspired to visit a country where they don't speak English So thank you guys for joining today. Um, Catch us next month where we will be discussing the topic of friendships abroad. So that's pretty much it for today. Goodbye, everybody. Thank you for flying with Study Abroad Airlines. We hope you enjoyed your flight. If you have a connecting flight, you can find them at eie.csustand.edu slash studyabroad or email us at study underscore abroad at csustand.edu.